Are you aware that even insurance agencies and health centers like Kaiser Permanente talk about the benefits of forgiveness? Yeah, I, I wasn't quite aware of all that. But it talks about the fact that forgiveness really has a great impact on our lives. It can reduce stress. Obviously, it eliminates bitterness. It can help us have a better mental stability. It can bring us a certain sense of freedom. When we have both extended forgiveness and when we've received forgiveness. You know, I want to talk today about our personal need for forgiveness. There's a great passage of scripture in 1 John that says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And I think that's just an amazing passage that gives us this encouragement to turn to God when it is that we've stumbled along the way, we've walked off the path, we've skinned our knees, we've fallen. And that often what we do is rather than quickly going to our Lord who is so generous for forgiveness, we kind of stew in it or try to repress what we've done or rationalize what we've done. And in the end, it takes a toll. It takes a mental toll, a spiritual toll, a relational toll, even a physical toll on our lives. There's this passage that comes in Scripture, Psalm 32. And it begins by saying, how blessed is someone when what they've done wrong has been forgiven and their sin is covered. How blessed they are when the Lord doesn't count their sin against them. And then there's this passage and it says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through groaning all day long. Day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped, just like it was in the hottest days of the summer. And then David says, I acknowledge my sin. I didn't cover it up anymore. I confessed my transgression and you forgave me. You cleanse me of the guilt of my sin. There's something very powerful about this. And look, we might as well admit it, all of us have. We've stumbled along the way. Even when we've so desired to walk the way of Jesus, the way Jesus walked the way, there are these incidents, these moments where things great and small happen that are not in line with who we are in Christ. And what the Bible is trying to tell us is you don't just move on. You don't just forget it, but you want to come before the Lord. You want to talk to him about it. You want to deal with it. This is one of the reasons in Psalm 33, it says, let your hope be in the Lord. He's your shield. He's the one in whom your heart can rejoice. You can trust in his name, and it says you can trust in his unfailing love to always be with us. This, this is the power that God wants us to see in terms of what he offers us in Jesus. 
You know, there's another story in Scripture. It's a story about a priest named Eli who had two sons. One was Hophni, the other Phineas. You read about it in 1 Samuel. And in this passage of Scripture, it says that the sons of Eli were wicked men. They didn't follow the law of the Lord. They actually were immoral with some of the women that served there in the temple. They were aggressive and forced people that came to sacrifice to give them the best meat. And a prophecy comes, and it's, it's to Eli, and it just says, what are you doing? And, and, and then there's this passage. It says this, if a person sins against another person, God may mediate for the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord, who will intercede for them? This, this is a powerful passage. And, and it's saying that, look, if, if in this Old Testament picture, if you do something that's against another person, God may stand in between. God may make it right. God may forgive you. But what if you sin against God? Who is it that's going to mediate for you? And that's where we come to the glory of Jesus, to the gospel of Jesus. Because we're not... We're not like this situation where in sinning against God, all of a sudden we're destitute and we have no mediator. We have Jesus who's constantly interceding for us, but who will stand in for us as a mediator in order that we can receive the forgiveness that we so desperately need. There's something about this passage of Scripture that should turn our hearts to the Lord with a tremendous sense of gratitude, but also praise and the humility of how much we need what Jesus does for us in standing in for us, being our mediator, so that when we confess where we've wandered from the path, he is so quick and he is so willing to stand in and forgive us. Miroslav Volf wrote a book on forgiveness. I believe it's called Freely Given. I'm not sure of that. But on this, in this book of forgiveness, he says, look, this is the way it works. You come before God and you confess that you've done something wrong. And through the Spirit, you see that that action is worthy of condemnation. But in your confession, God moves to forgive you. He extends grace because of Christ. And then Wolf says, he puts it behind his back. He doesn't bring it up. It doesn't come to mind anymore. We're free. We don't have to carry that burden. It's washed away. It's just like the old, old hymn, what can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus, but it does wash away our sins. 
And so here we have this picture in the Old Testament of David having sinned and he cries out to God and God is faithful and he forgives him. And today we have in Christ this tremendous picture of his willingness to forgive. Think of this movement again. We confess. We see that it's worthy of condemnation. God steps in with grace and he forgives us. But he not only forgives us, he cleanses us so that we don't have to carry it. And then he puts it behind his back, not bringing it up so that we can experience this tremendous sense of relief. It's like this great exchange where we in openness take our hands with what we've done wrong and we offer it to God in sorrow. And then God takes it and in our hands he puts grace. He puts cleansing. He gives us, if you will, a new life. I think this is an important word for us. I, I truly do that, that we recognize over and over again the glory of what Jesus Christ has done for us and how we can lean into that. And in leaning into it, we can experience this, if you will, mediation of Jesus where he stands for us in order that we can receive the forgiveness that we so desperately desperately need. And then, again, going back to this study that was done on the nature of forgiveness by Kaiser Permanente, we find that it's not only the sense that we have been, been forgiven, but that we are willing out of that to then forgive others. We don't hold bitterness and grudges and anger and dream about payback, but instead we're willing to release others as we have been released, and that there's something tremendously freeing about that, and it's healthy, and it leads us to better well-being. I guess the picture in our minds is that when we fail to forgive, we're carrying around a backpack filled with heavy rocks that weighs us down every single day. But when we come before the Lord and we not only receive forgiveness, but we then extend forgiveness. There is a freedom that comes to us. I think this theme can be visited over and over and again for those of us that are followers of Christ. How important it is that we understand that at the center of the Christian life is this notion of forgiving. Do you know, St. Ignatius had a prayer, the prayer of examen, in which he encourages people every day to first count blessings great and small, and then consider where we have stumbled along the way and seek forgiveness of God. Well, maybe we need to also consider not only blessings great and small, but places great and small where we are holding an offense because of what someone has said or what someone has done or what we might even perceive them to have said and done. 
and that we come before the Lord knowing his great intercession that forgives us, that we then can turn and we can be more forgiving to others. Isn't it the greatest news that we have a mediator between us and God, and that mediator is the Lord Jesus Christ, who has provided a way. It's so easy for me to look at my life and begin to consider all the places where I have wandered off the path, and I can auger myself into a place of regret. But as Paul says in his letters, letter to 1 Corinthians, regret doesn't take us anywhere, but repentance does. Going back to the Father, running back to God, and simply saying, Father, in your mercy, I turn to you. Here's what I've done. Here's what impact what I've done has had. I ask you, to forgive me. And out of that great forgiveness, I then will turn and forgive others. I was up early today and praying, and this was on my mind. And I ran across these passages of Scripture in Psalm 32, 33, and also in 1 Samuel. And I couldn't think about how important it is in my life that Jesus offers forgiveness, may I run there. May I confess. May I see how wrong it was. May I then receive the grace of God and live free knowing that he's put it behind his back. Is this a word for you today? Don't just hear it. Act upon it in Christ. Mm-hmm.